church? I promise tonight I wouldn't keep you long, and so I want to try to keep my word. Um, we are doing a different lesson. We'll come back to the end game, Lord willing, next week. Uh, two funny things happened today. One, uh, this morning while I was presenting my message, I kept, I kept looking, and I couldn't find the clock, and then I realized when I finished, it's right in front of me. <laughs> and then tonight I threw Tracy off. I said, Tracy, I'm doing a different lesson, so don't worry about the PowerPoint tonight. And she says, oh, goody. And so we had no song. But that's all right. I threw, I threw her off. That was my fault. Uh, forgive me for that. Tonight I just want to quickly look at Matthew chapter 5 um, and a few other passages, thinking about something that's really important, and that is, I want to look at being thankful that God has given us the understanding. What a gift. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Oh, great God, thank you so very much for your gift of love and for your kindness and for granting to us your great blessings of life. Thank you. Please help us, Lord God, to be what you want us to be. Please accept our worship tonight and help us to honor your name. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray and thank thee if it be thy will. Amen. Matthew 5. So imagine walking with Jesus, right? And he begins preaching to us. He goes up on this mount and he starts preaching in this, this sermon that we entitled the Sermon on the Mount. And he begins telling his followers how blessed they are. We are. And he says, verse 1, And when he saw the multitudes, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And opening his mouth, he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And as he preached this sermon and he continued on talking about the law and how to live your life, he began to say to them, this is how you're going to conquer evil. This is how you're going to be able to stay true to Christ. Verse uh, 43. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In order that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax gatherers do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what do you do more than they? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. In other words, filled with love. That's how we conquer? Yeah, that's how Jesus conquered the world. For God so loved the world 
That's what not only took him to the cross, that's what kept him on the cross, right? In the midst of his enemies. And then he says to us, as you live your life, let me give you a cure for all the struggles that you're going to go through. Here's your cure in life. Chapter 6 and verse 25. For this reason, I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Perspective. Remember the perspective of life, the proper perspective. Life is more than food and clothing and shelter. And then he gives an example. Look at the birds of the air. that They do not sow, neither they reap, nor gather in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Value. You are valuable to God. Even in our struggles, and even in our temptations, and even in our weaknesses, you are valuable to God. And then verse 27, in which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his lifespan? And the obvious answer is none of us. Chapter, 20, chapter 7, rather, and verse 24. Then he closes the sermon with some real strong stability. He says in verse 24, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and burst against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. And so as we have built our lives on Jesus, that's how you and I have gotten through the difficult times of life. That hard stuff. And so when people look at us and they say, I don't know how you made it through that, you can say, it's because I built my life, my house upon Jesus, upon the rock. And then he all of a sudden, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, as he walked and taught and loved and showed and demonstrated the greatness of God, his messages were clear. Chapter 13, please. His messages were clear. They were easy to understand. His speech was clear and easy to understand. And then he does something dramatic. He changes his speech. And he starts speaking to them in parables. But why? I mean, why would you, I mean, you've gained so much of a following now and all of a sudden you change and you begin to speak in parables. Why now? Why not keep that same speech as you used in the Sermon of the Mount? Matthew 13 and verse 10. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? I mean, what's your point? What, what are you trying to prove? What are you doing, God? Verse 13, he gives them the answer. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, you will keep on hearing, but you will not understand. And you will keep on seeing, but you will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears, they scarcely hear, 
and they have closed their eyes, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return, and I should heal them. Wait. What do you what do you what are you saying? He's saying they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen. And their ears are hard. And and the message of God is just too precious. It's just too precious to give to people who aren't going to listen anyway. Who aren't going to hear with an understanding. So I'm going to give them this message in parables. I'm going to give them something to think about, but they'll forever be thinking and wondering what it is that God's message is for us. Well, you know, I was thinking over the last few days, we've been blessed to be able to do something that so many people who stood at the feet of Jesus couldn't even do. And that is, we were blessed to be able to hear the message in parables, to be given an understanding of the message to be able to walk away strengthened from the Word of God, to keep walking and living for Jesus. We are in a position of blessedness this hour. In Matthew 13, please, and verse 10, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. Don't you feel good about what? I mean, he was talking to the, I know, you know, well, no, preacher, he's talking to the, the disciples at that time. And well, yeah, but didn't we just feast on the parables? And didn't you get something from it? To you, it's been granted the ability to understand. And verse 12 says, for whoever has to him shall more be given and he shall have an abundance, but whoever does not have even what he has shall be taken away from him. God has given us something. And I think God wants something back. He wants us to give something to someone else. So this week, as you have learned uh, and, and reaffirmed and strengthened your love for Christ, you've understood parables that God has given and it's, I hope and pray that it's taking you to another, another level in your walk of faith. Now give it to somebody else. The word and through your actions. And then in verse 16. But blessed are your eyes today, church. Right? Blessed are your eyes because they see. And your ears. Because they hear. You might say, when you go home, my favorite parable of, of what I've understood was, and you can say, thank you God for opening my eyes and for opening my ears and blessing me to hear such a powerful message from the very Word of God. And then in verse 17, for truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you just saw, church. To see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Be sure to thank the Lord for the blessings that he's granted to us. To see and to hear 
His beautiful gift from His beautiful Word. Tonight, if there's something we can do for you, if you're struggling in your faith and we can help you, please make it known. Tonight, if you're not a child of God and you'd like to surrender to Christ in the waters of baptism, here's a great opportunity. God bless each one of you. Thank you for your time. Let us stand, please, and sing our song of invitation.